0: Welcome to the North Carolina Fusion for Life podcast, brought to you by Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist. Our NC Fusion for Life podcast is focused on highlighting NC Fusion alumni. Since our mission is about creating intentional experiences through sport to positively impact people for life, we want to follow up with our former players and find out how those experiences are still impacting them today. We take time to discuss their sports journey, what they're doing now, and what lessons they've used from their sports journey to help them in the real world. Today, I've invited Andrew Fleming from the NC Fusion staff to interview Maddie Pry. We hope you enjoy. Great. Thank you. I'm going to call Maddie right now.
1: Hello? Hey, Maddie. Good morning. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for doing this. This is, uh, this is exciting. Yeah, um, of course. So tell us, we'll get right into it. Tell us a little bit about your history as a soccer player, uh, as a youth player, and, and some of your experiences there.
2: Okay, so I grew up in Pinehurst, and soccer was pretty small there. So I played for a team, and one of my coaches took me and one other girl to Fusion because he became their director for a little bit. So we went whenever I was in I want to say seventh grade. Um, and that was when I kind of started getting more serious about soccer. So we would make the commute three times a week to Greensboro or Winston-Salem, which was like an hour 15 to one field and like an hour 45 minute drive to the other field. Um, so then I played fusion from seventh grade until my senior year. I had a couple years there where I was hurt. So I didn't play really any soccer um, which was my entire sophomore and junior year of high school, and then I played in college at UNC after Fusion.
1: And so with the injuries, you've had kind of a kind of an interesting path through it all. Um, talk a little bit about that as a youth player and then as a college player.
2: Yeah, I mean, my sophomore year was when I tore my ACL for the first time. I did the full recovery for the next season, and then my first practice back, I tore my other ACL. And I think in high school, like, my entire life was just soccer, so, like, whenever I got hurt, I had no clue, like, what to do or how to handle it. And so it really forced me kind of to learn what I – or who I was as a person outside of soccer, so I think just at that age, going through something like that, it made me realize that soccer couldn't be my entire life, and it taught me, like, a lot of very valuable life lessons. It was also different because the entire rehab process you're doing, like, through your hometown PT versus, like, in college. My freshman year was when I tore my ACL my third time. Um, and so there you have your resources in college, which was completely different. But, yeah, I think both of them, like, I learned a lot of different things. Um yeah, I spent a lot of time doing rehab and sure. just doing PT through my soccer career.
1: So, as a sophomore in high school, you're starting to think, "Okay, soccer was everything for me, but it can't be everything." And I'm going to figure out who I am. What conclusion did you come to? Who, who were you? And I guess, are you still that? You know, is that has that changed in the last five, six, seven years?
2: I honestly think it still changes almost daily I think each injury really taught me something different and like my first one was definitely just like I didn't know like anything of what depression was or just what being sad was and so I think like my first one really showed me just like that was the first real struggle I had ever gone through with anything and so it taught me like I can't necessarily do life alone so like asking for help was something really big that I learned sure like my sophomore year and like I had great support from my parents um and that was also when I started to just do like anything outside of soccer so like our high school had a bowling team so like I couldn't run around so I joined like our bowling team and like got more into just like arts or anything like that um and then I think as I got older with it, like, the closer and, like, more dedicated I got to soccer was the more devastating the injury would be just because right. once I was in college, that's when I was, like, I finally am here. Like, I want to make my mark and do, like, all the dreams and, like, try to accomplish everything I had come to college for. And so then my freshman year when I got hurt again, that was probably the most devastating thing I had been through. Um and I think that really taught me just like, I can't compare my journey to anyone else's. Like I think some of like the most beautiful parts of life is just the survival of it. And that was something I had to learn how to do my freshman year, just having soccer taken away once again. Right. Like I really had to take some time after, cause I ended up medically retiring from that last injury and it took me two years of rehab in college to come to that conclusion. So then I took some time away from soccer uh, my junior year and then joined back as an undergrad assistant coach for my the rest of my junior year my senior year um and that just taught me like a whole new side of soccer and like how to still love the game without playing it right and like I think it really taught me too just like how to be a better teammate more empathetic and to care about people and to recognize when people need to be cared for so I think it was just like it changed my view on life in so many ways and my way that i could interact with people and like how to love and care for people better and i think none of that would have ever happened if i never had any of the injuries that i did happen so well i would love to be playing soccer still i think that i learned a lot of things i never would have if those didn't happen sure
1: sure no and i i've always looked at you um we've talked about uh your path to kind of get where you are now and i think that a lot of people if they said what would your dream be many young female soccer players would say i would do whatever i could to be a part of the unc women's soccer team Mm
0: -hmm. and when
1: i look at you and i say this is such a happy kid this is a bright kid and you were a good player um but I wonder if if people realize, okay, would you really do anything? Because at some point in there, you suffered two incredible injuries and then still went on to pass fitness tests. Do what it takes to get into the UNC women's soccer program. Not, not everybody can do that. Um, so, so that's been interesting to watch. Let, let me ask you this. Um, you, you've learned... Uh, so much, and you talked about caring for other people, and and who you are, and um, what's next for you.
2: That is definitely what I am trying to figure out right now. So I'm in a master's program at UNC, and I think my purpose just for doing this master's program was I've never done college without soccer, and so I'm not involved with the team this year, and I wanted to see. I think I still like even after all of my injuries based a lot of my time and just thoughts in general about soccer and I never really thought what was next and right. so that's where I think it's like a scary process but it's very exciting too just to have the freedom of I can go in any direction that I want to but sure. I keep coming back to how much I love the sport and I love the impact that soccer can have on people and the impact that coaches can have on players and so that's why, like, any chance I get to do a little kid camp or individual trainings, I will do it in a heartbeat. Right. And so I honestly think at the – I'll probably do some random stuff for the next couple years, but I always think that I'm going to come back and be a coach.
1: Right. We are hiring, Maddie. You <laughs> are always welcome here. Um, two two quick yeah, okay. questions. Um, Do you still bowl, and what's your top score?
2: I don't – I went – one time. So I won a state championship in high school. My
1: Hang on a second. Let's we're, we're not just glossing right over that. You're a high school state <laughs> champion bowler? Is that what you just said?
2: Yeah, I never never won one in soccer, but I won one in bowling. <laughs> so that's always my fun fact whenever you have to like introduce yourself, that's my go-to one cuz I was pretty proud of that, honestly.
1: You know, I sound surprised there. I'm not surprised at all. That's, <laughs> that, that, that's the least shocking thing that I'm going to hear all week. Um, this no, this is I, great.
2: When I started bowling, because I feel like an average score ended up being like, just for our team, ended up being like a 180 or like around like, like lower, never like a 200, but around like a 150 to a 180. My first time I went bowling and like try it out because you had to try out for the team of course i think i had my first score was like a 34 then it was like a 22 and then it was a 44 and i'm like i feel like that's honestly hard yes to do, cause if you could roll the ball down there and you have 10 chances and there's 10 pins odds are you're gonna maybe hit one each time and i managed to not do that a lot of the times yeah 34 would throw, be difficult
1: you're throw. exactly right
2: That's what I'm talking about, though. The growth and the extra work I put in for bowling, it got me to be a state champion. I think my highest score was, like, a 232. (laughs) Um, And then I... (laughs) I, I didn't bowl pretty much at all after that. I still... Like in my college room right now, I have my bowling ball and my shoes in my closet. So, in case anybody ever wants to go, I'm always down. You,
1: you have lugged around your bowling shoes through five <laughs> years of college, haven't bowled since winning a state championship, after bowling a 22 and a 34. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know what to do with that.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't either, but, you
1: know. No, this is great. Hard
2: in my high
1: school. Can I ask you one more question? Um of course. Can you talk to us real quick when we talk about your journey? You went through the admissions process at West Point and you yes. were recruited by the Naval Academy to play soccer as well. Tell us a little bit about I I don't think a lot of people understand the process of applying to school at the uh, at
2: West Point. Yeah, well, I started I honestly, when I got into it, I had no clue what I was getting into because I didn't start my application process until my senior year. And the majority of people that start to apply to those schools do it like or just at least start the process of like speaking to the school or going to things in the summer their junior year. And I was still hurt my junior year. And so I didn't get back to playing or like talking to schools until the summer of going into my senior year. Right. And I think I watched a TV show and there was something that either said West Point in it or there was just like there was something about the military in the TV show that I was like, okay, I want to do that. And so then I just started Googling schools and West Point was the first one I came across. And so then I started looking up their admissions process and it's a lot of essays Um, you have to get approved or nominated by a senator or someone Somebody, I can't remember. Either your governor or two senators. I don't remember. So I ended up having to do all of those interviews and getting nominations for that. And then the last part was the fitness test you had to do, which I, in high school, I lifted, but I only lifted legs because I was like, well, that's all you need for soccer. That's what right. I thought at the time. You need a lot of upper body strength to go to West Point, which was something I did not possess. So I spent that summer until... I think it was really just like 2 months and I needed to be able to do pull-ups. You had the option to do like the flexed arm hang or the pull-ups if you were a girl and I was like I am 100% going to be able to do the pull-ups by the time I get to that fitness test. Um so I did and then I remember coming to practice afterwards and I remember talking to you at practice yeah. afterwards and you asked how my test went and I think the first question you actually asked me was how the pull-ups went. Right? And so my response was I didn't eat anything the entire day so I could weigh less to be able to do more pull-ups. And that actually was the highest amount of pull-ups I've ever done. Normally, I'm, this is not the best record. My record was two, but that day I got three. So that's what I'm contributing it to.
1: Okay, I'm gonna say for our younger <laughs> listeners here, I'm going to say that it was <laughs> adrenaline that got you the extra. It was adrenaline, um, no, Young players, me. you <laughs> must fuel your body with good nutrition before exercising. But yeah, I, do, I, 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 I do remember that I loved it.
2: I do now know the difference in the nutrition side of soccer. Never knew that until I got to college. So, it definitely was adrenaline. You definitely need to eat before. I, I did
1: love that. the logic though. If I if I skip lunch, I'll be a little bit lighter, and I may get. I I loved the logic.
2: I mean, at seventeen, you didn't know any different.
1: Right. 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 No, this this has been this has been great. I've always. I I've always remembered you as a player and and remembered you as one who has dealt with quite a lot um and yet still managed to be such a good player like you were legit good um Thank you. and 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 you achieved a lot and and you got to places uh that a lot of people would aspire um to to reach uh and and I'm just always excited to see what's next for you and and where you end up and I am absolutely not kidding when you want to coach when you want to be involved in kids uh, you, you come home you, you are okay. welcome I, I hope okay. you go travel the world and end up somewhere else but if you come home here you are welcome anytime
2: thank you so much Andrew and I can whenever I think back to the coaches that I've had you're always the first person that comes to mind that I can say I know I would not be or have gone to UNC or had any of the soccer experiences that I have had if you weren't my coach and I think just like the belief that you gave me, the self-belief that I ended up getting just from the one season that I had my senior year, like I think yeah. you came in at the most perfect time for me to be able to believe in myself and to go and chase my dreams at Carolina. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We we really appreciate you taking time uh, to chat with us. This has been wonderful. Um, thank you so much. And,
0: and we can't wait to see what's next for you. Thanks. All right, bye, Maddie.
2: Andrew.
0: Thank you for listening to the NC Fusion for Life podcast sponsored by Atrium Health, Wake Forest Baptist. It would mean a lot to us if you would subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and share with others. You can also engage with us on the social media platforms of Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We hope you have enjoyed today's podcast and we hope that it helps to forward our mission to create intentional experiences through sport to positively impact people for life. Go Fusion!